0: And in today's podcast, you'll hear Sensei Michelle say... It was so scary, though. And that really is what made me want to do this podcast, is that anxiety and anticipation that hits you whenever you're going to do something that you've never done before. There's this moment.
1: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
0: Hi, welcome back to Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Today, not only am I sitting with Sensei Jackie and Landon. Hi, this is Sensei Jackie saying, welcome.
2: Hi, this is Landon. Welcome, everybody. But Alex is still here. Hi,
1: everyone.
0: And I have a guest, Sensei Jim. So say hi, Sensei.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And he's a karate teacher in the area, in Goju Federation. Gosh, for I don't know how long. 15 years. About 15 years of teaching, 22 years of training. And we're going to talk about our first day in karate or Just first days. Before I ask you guys to tell your stories, I want to give a quick shout out to the Harvey family, three of whom I met my very first day of karate. I became really close with that entire family through meeting them on that first day of karate to the way that I still keep in touch with them today, after all those years ago. Wow. I know. And as much as I don't talk to them as often as I should, we do keep in touch, you know, the usual birthdays and when Mm -hmm. something goes on. Even now, to this date, the two sisters and I. Anyway, back to that moment when you meet your sensei for the first time. For those of you who don't know anything about karate training, a sensei is a teacher. It's a Japanese word. This is a really big deal because the relationship that forms between a sensei and a student is based on mutual trust and respect. And by the way, that is brought up in The Unfettered Mind, a great book, totally goes on the book
1: list. Yes, absolutely.
0: Sensei Jim is starting a book club. This is December of 2019. If you're in the area and you would like to be part of the Karate Book Club, um, you know what? Write me and I'll tell them all about it. But that book, The Unfettered Mind, that's a great book. And he does mention that mutual respect and trust that has to happen between a, a student and a sensei. When you walk in that first day, you have no idea <laughs> that it's going to be through all that you're going to go through together, right? I should say. Uh, sometimes that relationship is akin to how family is. You know, when you bring that baby home, you have no idea all the things you're going to go through with that baby. Sensei Jackie and Sensei Jim are both parents.
1: Our sensei. Yes.
0: And what a ride it is, isn't it? It sure is. Yes. Sometimes the sensei of a person who is also the sensei of a person will even be referred to as a grandparent. Have you guys ever heard that happen? Oh, many times. Many times. And sometimes we talk about our karate family. Us. Yes. These are, these are all metaphors that are often used in the dojo to talk about it. So it's a very complicated and very deep-set relationship. All right. Having given you all that information, I am ready to talk about the first date in karate. Anybody want to go first? Landon says yes.
2: Okay. So I've, I've, I've been in karate the shortest amount of time, so seems appropriate. But it's been seven years. Ugh. So I've known Sensei for a very long time, um, even before I started karate. And I was never big in sports, and they kind of dragged me in one day. Um, And I came, and I tried karate, and I didn't want to do it. And I was scared, and I remember I was sitting on the bench at one of our dojos, and I was saying, no, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And I did it, and I loved it. And I came back, and I came back, and I was just a little, was it kindergarten? I was just a little kindergartner. And I remember a little side note. When I was in the dojo, I had a little notebook, and I would have everybody sign. Do you remember this? I I totally remember that. Do you remember that? I would have everybody at a page, and everybody would sign their name on my page. And I still have them in my notebook. That is so cool, isn't it? And sometimes I look at them, and I say, wow, I wonder where they are. Or I remember them. And that's just something that I remember from my first day, but what I remember from my first day, and even just being young, is that I felt a sense of being very, like, welcome. Everybody was supportive, and everybody was there for you, like you said, with the family. You know what, I think that is a,
0: a metamorphosis over time in a dojo. I would say if you, if I can get any of you old timers to come and talk to me about walking in a dojo in 1966, for example, that Feeling was much more militaristic. Absolutely. In the American term of military, not yeah. martial, not the Japanese term martial. And I think the reason why is because the military people were the people who stayed in Japan and trained, and they brought that amalgam of both the martial mm-hmm. art and the military back.
2: And one more thing about the family um, was that when I when I started karate, my first day there was a promotion, and there was two people that were getting promoted to I think it was green belt and I just I remember feeling like this is really cool that's how it started for me that's and pretty that cool a that's really, a great story uh, interesting thing for me excellent
0: I didn't know you were in kindergarten when we met it seems like yesterday <laughs> and like you were never that little because Landon trains an adult class now just for the record and is a really really serious karate student thank you so much
1: okay who's up okay great I'm um, so When I started karate, I was at a point in my life where I was looking for new experiences, learn new skills, but I didn't really know what to expect. I had some preconceived notions because I had read a few books about karate and... I didn't know if I was going to go into, it was going to be in a dojo where it was like the hard militaristic type or the, the Rex quando, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon uh, Dynamite or what it was going to be. But like Landon said, it was very welcoming. It, it felt like I was joining somebody's family almost. And it's like I didn't get it at first, but they just kept drawing me in. And it was uh, really cool. And I'm really happy I did it.
0: You know what you sparked in my mind? How one of the most important traits that a sensei has to have is the ability to wait. Us. Over a long period of time. Like we might say something and you say us and you try, but it doesn't come. And then we have to also have that skill of being able to say it again and not look like we just said this yesterday. <laughs> and then wait again and wait again and wait, wait. again. And if you wait long enough, Sensei Jackie and I were just talking about how we've known a a person, we've been training a person, they're not in this room, for for like four years, and all of a sudden, there was the switch. Nice. And memory came, and stances started to come. It just happened. And we didn't pick on them, we didn't say anything to them, there's no need to. When I wrote the Kicks with Kids series, I said, and I, will, I believe, go to my grave believing, when your students leave the dojo, they will not remember a lot of karate. They yes. may remember, we hope, a few strikes to right. save their own life. Right. But they aren't going to remember a lot of karate, but they will never forget mm-hmm. you. You make you are the one, the sensei is the one that makes the impression on the person. It's really weird how important the I job totally is. I totally agree
1: with you, sensei. I've had kids that have left my dojo at a young age, and then I've run into them as teenagers or even older, and they've come up to me and thanked me for the karate training. I know that they don't remember any of their katas or anything, but something they liked about it. And it Mm -hmm. changed their lives in some way, so that's what we do.
3: And, And when we have students like Alexander and even Landon now, as they come up, they learn what the senseis are doing. At a lower level, perhaps. But they become the person that the younger kids are looking up
0: to. Yes. As well as the same I thing. love when that happens. I really love that. I can't wait for the day. And I think it just recently happened since Jackie heard this, the kids say, I want to be just like Landon. Ugh. First, they wanted nice. to be just like this one. Then the next Ouch. one, they just come generation after generation. <laughs> I love that day. You're for right God. about that, Sensei Jackie. <laughs> you're right.
2: You think about when you first started karate and you're... You're confused. You're like, what is this place? You're (laughs) so confused. These people are crazy. I do want
0: to jump off the karate train. I want to hear everybody's story, but I do want to jump off the karate train and say, I believe that would be true if you were in a group of people who ran a lot together. You know, they become their own little family of friends and help each other and come to each other's rescue at different times for different reasons and so on and so forth. Absolutely. And I think that there's an example here somewhere where you want to make sure that the group of people that you hook up with are worth your time. Yes. Yes, I'm so. Because I can see, in my mind's eye, I can see how you could get take a wrong turn and end right. up in an untrustworthy place by accident. Yes. Yes. But I do feel that a group that works together
3: towards a goal becomes closer and that begins the family relationship.
0: I know you've never heard the story because I hardly ever tell it, but when when we used to get in trouble for Master Collegian as black belts, our punishment would be to work together. For anywhere from one month to six months, Uh we would have to meet and work together, and that was our punishment, and the reason why he chose it was brilliant. It is because by the time the end of the punishment came, we had forgotten what it was even about. We were so busy on whatever the project was that we were supposed to be right. working on. Isn't that interesting? We probably had a
1: better relationship afterwards: Way as well. better. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's like my Way friends better. that don't get along with their sibling, they have to get along t shirt and they go into the t-shirt and have to do something. Oh, yeah. And they're always like, I learned my lesson. I've never heard of that. That's a little
0: creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think? Go ahead, Alexander. I think
4: going back to like what Landon was talking about when you were talking about, about how kids look up to other kids. Even now, for like me, like we're like, I'm going into black belt testing. I remember when I was a little kid, and I'd look up to, like, teenage brown belts, and I'd think they were so cool. And even now, like, I don't remember what their names are, and I hardly remember what they looked like. But I still have, like, that imprint in my mind of those people who looked so cool back then. Sure.
0: And Absolutely. they could—they knew the stuff. And,
4: yeah.
0: And going back to what you said, Landy, no matter what you go into, for the first certain amount of time, I'm going to say three months, it is confusing. Yes. It's confusing in a dojo. I know after I'd been in karate for three or four years, I decided to search out and take a ballet class. And honestly, for the first months, it was so confusing because they spoke French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just figuring it out, just like you are in a dojo. And um, I think that would be true, you know, no matter whether you were in a bicycle club or whatever it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Or even a
3: stamp club that didn't have a lot of physicality to it. Any club, anything sure, new. interest, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's there's a learning curve there where it's necessary to have for everybody to have a little bit laid back attitude and let you just be in the room,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Shared interest, I
4: like
3: that. Yeah. So Sensei, I was at Alexander's first day in karate, but I'm curious what he remembers of that <laughs> early time in karate.
4: I don't remember in specifics what happened in the first day because I was, like, four years old and I was in preschool. But I, rem- I remember, like, the r- the reason I got into it was because since Michelle was teaching classes at that preschool that I was going to, and my mom thought it would be a good idea for me to do it. And so when she brought me out, I, I-, I loved it and I had a really fun time. But, like, over time, the reason why I went to karate shifted from because... I was a kid, and it was a really fun thing to do to, like, where I'm older now, and it's I have goals to work towards and things that I want to accomplish.
0: Um, And and let's be honest, a a black belt doesn't look bad on a college resume, (laughs) (laughs) right? Especially if the person knows anything about it, especially from an old traditional style. They know you had to put in a lot of work to get it, it. and I'm sure that'll be mentioned in an essay or two Mm -hmm. along the way.
3: And your interview, so...
0: yeah. Okay, Sensei Jackie.
3: My first day of uh, karate. As an adult, starting karate is so different from being a child because I had had some bad things happen in my life. And a friend of mine said, "Oh, why don't you come to my karate class?" And I'd been to plenty of dance classes and other kinds of classes, so I said, "Sure, you know." And I went, and I got out of the car, and she said, "I'd like to introduce you to my sensei. This is Sensei Michelle. Hi, how are you?" And then I got inside the dojo, and the atmosphere changed. It was so compelling. And we sat on the floor as Sensei was talking, and we could look at her eyes. And they were focused on material and on training and on life skills. And I had never been in a place like that where everything seemed important. And so as I finished the day, I couldn't wait to come back to the next one. And I was you know so excited to buy a ghee and to become... Part of the karate family. It was something I will always treasure.
0: I do remember that when you first started out, you wanted to come every single day, no matter where I was. That's right. <laughs> it was, there we go, I thought to myself, wow, she's crazed. <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> and yet, here you are, all these years later, which is 25, give or take, give or take.
2: And again, like we were saying, like we keep hinting back to this with the family, friendships that have been made, and I wouldn't be here. At this table recording a podcast if it wasn't for you two to meet.
0: If it wasn't for Sensei Jackie walking in that door all those years ago. Okay, so as I said, my teacher is Master Joe Collegian, and we talked about him in a lot of podcasts, Google anytime. And it was in the fall of 1979. That's when we met. And I was an adult, as was Sensei Jim was an adult, and Sensei Jackie. We were all adults when we walked into the dojo. I had been training in a style of karate called Aikido but i had only had about 2 months of lessons with a man who didn't gee up we didn't wear gis and we never sparred we never did kata he put all of his time and his energy into talking and working on chi and self defense he was an incredibly laid back guy that probably weighed about 120 pounds oh. and was maybe 5 foot 7 Ooh. what a really really nice guy he was a gymnastics teacher his name was Al, and we called him out. The situation was laid back. We bowed in and out, but that was the only semblance of karate that was there. Everything was just very about the material. No belt yes. either. Oh. Well, he got sick and had to leave with no notice at all. And the community school where we were signed up, they called me. And they said, don't quit the class. Just come back next week. So I came back next week, and I... Parked the car and I walked into the gymnasium I'm standing at the gymnasium door and I go from this guy who didn't wear a gi to seeing Master Collegian who is so not five foot six <laughs> and so not 120 pounds and so geared up in black Ooh. with his brown belt helper in the far end of the gym. They didn't see me but I saw them standing back there and they were practicing and I looked at that and said, Hell no. <laughs> And I turned around and I walked back to my car. And I got all the way to my car and I put my key in the door and I said, you know what, this is wrong because I paid for this class. So I should at least finish out the six weeks. That's what it was. Let me finish out the six weeks. So I turned around and I walked back in. And as I stated earlier, um, this one family, three people from this one family, Elaine, Michael, and Liz, were also there. There were six of us and five of us I can remember. The sixth person I can't remember, they didn't stay the full six weeks. The other lady's name was Debbie, and she was in touch with Master Clegian for 30 years easily. I saw her off and on in Cooper City over the years just to come to visit. But anyway, none of us had a gi. We were all wearing street clothes. None of us knew anything about karate, and so we sat in a circle, and we started to talk about things, and we did normal. You know, we stretched, we exercised, we did a little kata, and then it comes towards the end of class, and he and uh, his helper, who I'll give a shout-out to, was Richie Ionelli. Hey, Sensei Rich. He went and got the sparring gear.
4: Oh. Oh,
0: yeah. And now here we are. We know nothing about anything, right? So he threw us all a set of gloves, so we figured out to put them on. But that's a whole story, watching people put on sparring gloves for the first time. (laughs) So he points to me and he goes, you're first. I swear I think I had a mini heart attack right on the spot. But I stood up, and I walked over, and we bowed in. I had gotten that much out of how you were supposed to do things, and we, and we both stood up from the bow, and I looked him square in the face, and I said, you're going to kill me, aren't you? <laughs> and if you've ever met Master Clegian, he was a powerful person. Yes. Okay. And so with this giant bare hand, <laughs> he punches me on the shoulder, and he says, cut it out, honey.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then to be fair and to be honest, he didn't hurt me at all. It was so scary, though, and that really is what made me want to do this podcast, is that anxiety and anticipation that hits you whenever you're going to do something that you've never done before. There's this moment, and it could last for three months if you know it's coming, and it could last for 30 seconds, the time it takes to put on sparring gloves, when you know it's coming. And that anticipation and that anxiety, it kind of has a battle right inside your stomach, hence the term butterflies, right? Yes. Yes. Or a heartburn, for those of you, or a little throw up, maybe, for one or two people. (laughs) I'm not saying anything about that day and me. I'm just saying it could be. And then when you do the thing, none of that stuff is happening anymore. Isn't that the coolest thing? It is. -hmm. If you can continue that one more step into the actual thing, it changes. I have to use the word thing one more time because I want to say it changes everything. Yeah, so you could just take that one more step and not freak out. Like, can you picture that person who was me with those gloves and how that person could have just got up and walked out of the room? Of course. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that it was because Liz and Michael and um, Elaine were there because obviously that's probably not true. But the fact that we were a cohesive group of brand new beginners together made a difference. But I also remember one other thing about that night. I went out to my car, and I sat with the light, internal light on, and in a notebook I wrote down everything I learned. And I've had a note sitting on my podcast table to open that box and see if I can find that original notebook where I wrote those original things down. I hope it's there.
1: That's so cool, Sensei. I started taking notes also when I started as a white belt, and I have stacks of little notebooks.
0: So. The whole point of this story is I think that anxiety and that anticipation is so in relationship to every single thing a person does. First yes. day of high school? Yes. Do you have a recollection of the night before school started at high school?
4: I don't really have a recollection of the night before, but I, I remember like the day of getting on the bus and walking into the school. And I was nervous and like I kept looking at my course schedule to make sure I was in the right place before school started. I just kind of awkwardly stood in one place, and I didn't know where to go. That's so true. Yes,
3: I've been in
2: that position. Same with you in middle school. I do remember getting on the bus. I wasn't really prepared uh, as much as I thought I was going to be, and I was sitting in the car, and I just got so nervous waiting for the bus to roll around, and I just saw everybody waiting there, and I was like, is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's it's a big change from elementary to middle school. And we adults have the same
0: thing. A couple of podcasts back since Jim since mm-hmm. Jackie and I were discussing, and we think this is so important, that no matter what age you are, you really want to try to continue to have firsts.
2: Yes. We did talk about Imagine that.
0: the anxiety and the anticipation I had the first time I recorded. I yes. bet. The first time I tried to edit. <laughs> and how about this? When I first went on the air, oh, yeah. That, yeah. Was a, a <laughs> lot, that was a cool moment. There was a lot of anxiety and like and anticipation, mm-hmm. and the whole point is just don't turn back, just keep going because whatever's going to be is going to be, and that the whole point is to keep having firsts. Right, mm-hmm. I
1: think you have to trust yourself and trust your life experiences and skills you've acquired.
0: But I, I also think that crosses over to other things. Yes, yes, Like, you know what's something that I think is a very interesting sport that I think takes a lot of courage? High diving.
4: Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't do it. Sensei. Don't you
0: think high diving must take Like, you're standing mm. up there, and the pool is
1: ten meter. a
0: teeny oh. little tee. And I do want to balance out that I think that something that you've done for a long time, like we've all done karate for a long time. Within it, there are firsts. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, sensei. The first
1: time you pick up a sword.
0: The the first time you spar people you never met before, right? And there is a whole, that's a a moment right there where you have to get it
2: together and take that first step. And one thing that was a big first for me was in, in karate, we line up in the beginning of class in rank order and being like towards the front of the line. It's like that's a first to be like, wow, I'm here. And I remember that in being like, there's nobody to the left of me. You, know? <laughs>
3: well, you <laughs>
4: have
2: that a lot of you now being
3: you the can number one spot.
4: back. Being in the number
2: one
0: spot. <laughs> That's what they call it. They call All that right. the number one spot. And the first time you're there, it's heaven on earth oh. and after a while it's a huge responsibility. Yeah, uh, because it's I your know. job to keep the class kind of focused and the energy level high and because of that it can get it can get, if the class is having a bad day or there are not a lot of people there that day, it can get to be a real responsibility for mm-hmm. you, right? Yes.
4: I, like, I remember when I, like, the first time, like, I was in the number one spot and I was, like, the highest ranking queue. And, like, it was such a cool feeling to have and you feel really accomplished. And then the sensei start asking you, okay, now you're going you're, you're to lead this and you're going to be in charge <laughs> of everyone else.
2: That's another first. Oh, Oh, yeah. Leading the class? Oh, yeah. That's a big first. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right. So I'm I'm sure that what we want to shout out for is your first stories. Maybe you are a karate person and you have your first day as a memory. We would love to hear about that. But it doesn't have to be about karate. When I brought this up in class one day not long ago, we were talking about the first time you ask someone on a date or go on that date. And that is just a killer. I just, just, I nerves are just, I, there's no way to That's even explain it. it until you've done it. So we want to hear their stories.
2: Let us know. Again, dojo conversations at AOL.com and on Facebook, Wildcat Dojo. You can also contact us through our website, WildcatDojo.com. And a little plug go and check out our pictures there on the website because it's really cool and you can see Sensei Jim and Alex. All right, guys, I think that's it for today. Say goodbye. Start me out, Sensei Jackie. Goodbye and come back. Goodbye, and we will see you later, alligator.
1: (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Sensei Michelle, for having me on the podcast. Bye, everyone.
0: I want to
2: thank all four of you for
0: being here. And with that, I'm signing off for today.